You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As usual, I want to give a big shout-out to our live listeners also on TuneIn Radio, on iHeartRadio, and also to our viewers on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube stream live. It's your boy, The Spittin' Statistician, and I am joined by the bounty hunter, Chris Bavona, on the ones and Twos, what he does is make it so hot that we sweat steam all hour long. If you want to get at me this hour, you can at 844-843-6879. You could also get at us on Twitter. I put up a poll question every day at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. For the past couple of days this week, we have been breaking down the diamonds and the fugazis at the quarterback position. We are moving today to the running back position. There is so many options out there. We're going to be talking about the running back position today, tomorrow, maybe even beyond. We get it started with our diamonds in the rough. So I got a poll question up. Your options are Dalvin Cook at RB16, Thomas Rawls at RB41, or Jamal Williams at running back 49. Also, if you got other ideas, let me know. We've got a lot of good activity. People you know, suggesting nominating other running back diamonds. We're going to get into that. I'm also excited because for the first time in a long time, I get to talk to former producer of the Fantasy Freestyle and the love doctor and basketball correspondent. My man, Donnie Burns, is going to call into the show, and we're going to talk about the huge news that dropped while we were on air last night. Kyrie Irving traded from Cleveland to Boston for Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, and that Brooklyn 2018 first-round pick, which many people believe could be in the top three. That pick is unprotected. As always, though, we are going to put the fun in functional sports radio. We are down to only three movies left that can win the title of the greatest sports movie of all time. And the other, se- the second semifinal is going on tonight. It is the champion of the baseball region, which happens to be the four seed, the Sandlot, going up against the champion of the basketball region, which is the three seed, White Men Can't Jump. That battle is going to be going on for the next day and the winner of that will take on Rocky in the championship to crown the greatest sports movie of all time. There was also another episode of Hard Knocks last night following the Tampa Bay Bucks so we're going to chat about that a little bit as well. You know how we do what we do and when we do it. 7 to 8 p.m. weeknights here. We drop stats over beats on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with your boy Dane Martinez speeds the spitting statistician. We're going to talk running backs We're going to talk Kyrie Irving trade. And also, I got some prop bets on this Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight, okay? There's some interesting places you can put your money. We'll discuss that a little bit as well today because, you know, they got the weigh-in later on this week. We're going to be covering the fight as well. Come on right back. Donnie Burns joins the show, the love doctor, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Quarterback to receiver hookups. 
running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As I said, you can holler at me anytime if you want at 844-843-6879. You could also follow me on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds, and I will be sure to answer your questions. It sounds, though, Chris, like we got a caller. It's Israel in Indiana. Sounds like he's got a question about his wide receiver lineup. Uh, what's going on, Israel? Hey, Martinez. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. What's your question? Can you hear me? Yep. Hey, sir, uh, I, I got four receivers. Uh, I I went uh, running back heavy. Okay. Uh, and I ended up with uh, I ended up with kind of, not the best, but uh, I want I need your help, man. I sure. I got Keenan Allen. Okay. Pierre Garçon. Keenan Allen, Pierre Garçon, Devontae Parker, and I picked up Robbie Anderson because I listened to you guys. And I need to, to run this area with. What do you guys, uh, what, do you, what do you think about Pierre Garçon? Yeah, so here's the thing. I, I agree with you. I think you need a little bit of help at your wide receiver position. It sounds like you went running back early. You don't have a true number one receiver in that core, right? So let me tell you what I do think about those guys. First of all, you mentioned uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, if he can stay healthy, might be able to fill that need for you. This is a guy that's going right now as overall wide receiver 17. He's going in rounds three or four of drafts. This is a guy who could step up. He has that chemistry with Phillip Rivers. He could be your de facto number one receiver. You also mentioned Pierre Garçon. Now, Pierre Garçon is someone... I am not a fan of the San Francisco 49ers. I don't think they're going to be a dynamic offense. I don't care that they now have Kyle Shanahan. Their quarterback is still going to be Mr. Hoyer, right? So, yes, Pierre Garçon will be on a team that's probably going to be losing a lot, so they may throw the ball a lot in the second half, but I am not that big on Pierre Garçon. You mentioned Robbie Anderson. Same situation. He is now the de facto number one receiver for the New York Jets. So, I mean, they're going to be down. But again, do you trust whichever quarterback it is under center for the New York Jets, whether it be McCown or Hackenberg, to truly get the ball to Robbie Anderson? I say no. There was a fourth wide receiver you mentioned that I wanted to comment on, and it was Devontae Parker. I'm going to tell you something. I love Devontae Parker this year, okay, Israel? I think Devontae Parker is your diamond in the rough in this in your on your roster, and here's why. The switch to Jay Cutler is actually helpful for a guy like Devontae Parker. Jay Cutler is the kind of guy who does two things. One, he likes to throw it downfield. And two, he locks on on who becomes his favorite receiver. And that guy gets a lot of targets. I actually believe Devontae Parker is going to be more productive than teammate Jarvis Landry now. Jarvis Landry used to be a PPR kind of beast. That is not going to be the case, in my opinion, this year. Jay Cutler will lock on 
time to Devontae Parker. I think Devontae Parker is a guy you need to start every week. So I think Keenan Allen and Devontae Parker, I like those two. When it comes to Garcon and Robbie Anderson, I'm not as high on those guys. It sounds like you did well at the running back position, drafting them early. I would see if I could parlay maybe one of these wide outs and one of your low-end running backs for a better wide receiver or continue to scour the waiver wire at the beginning of the season. You'll see some wide receivers that pop you know, down there, maybe on in your draft, maybe later on. You can find guys you know, later on. If you let me know, call us back after the season and let me know who's still on the waiver wire and I'll let you know who to grab. But I love Devontae Parker and if Keenan Allen stays healthy, he can have a lot of production in not San Diego, but L.A. Can I ask you one more thing, Martinez? Yeah, fire away. Hey, uh, uh, White, Kevin White, Cooper Cup, and uh, Kendall Wright are on the wire. I also, I I picked up Max Stafford because I heard you're diamond in the ring. Oh, love Matt Stafford this year. Love Matt Stafford. So, okay, and uh, I did pick him up. I heard, I heard, I heard your show, and uh, I, I there's Kevin White, the Chicago Bears receiver. Uh huh. Kendall Wright, the Chicago. I heard he's also might be good, and uh, Cooper Cup is there too. Do you like one of those three? Yeah, yeah. So out of these guys, you know, when you're looking at these guys, here's my philosophy. And thanks for the call, Israel. And my philosophy when you're looking this kind of low, you know, on the rankings, when you're looking for guys with the potential to actually pop. I don't think that that is Kendall Wright. I don't know that that is Kevin White at all. Okay, I am a little bit, I am down on the Chicago Bears offense. I don't think that offense is dynamic. I think they're going to wind up having two different quarterbacks under center this year. And there's a lot of mouths to feed, ironically, in Chicago. People like Cameron Meredith. You got Victor Cruz there as well. Ruben Randall. I just think there are too many options. None of them in my opinion, are going to do well. Cooper Cup, however, in Los Angeles is interesting. There has been a lot of buzz around Cooper Cup. I think that they've been saying that he may even actually surpass a guy like Tavon Austin. If you're going to try and take a shot at a home run that low on the rankings, I'm going to go instead of the instead of the Chicago Bears offense, I'm going to go with the offense that I think is on the rise, and that's Los Angeles apart, um, you know, alongside Sammy Watkins and with their new head coach, McVay. I think that is the way to go. Of those guys, I like Cup. So, Bavona, we now, we're moving it on here. Thanks for the call again, Ishmael. And remember, anybody can call. Holler at me at 844-843-6879 or on Twitter. But right now, we are lucky to be joined by my man, my former producer. He's now still working the mornings. Is my man, the love doctor and basketball correspondent, Donnie Burns. Welcome back to Fantasy Freestyle, Don. How you feeling? Dane, my man, what's going on? I miss you, uh... That morning shift is a little hard to get used to. I do miss our NBA segments, but I'm glad to come on now. So. Yeah, man. When when I, Listen, first of all, the news broke last night while we were on Fantasy Freestyle, and I absolutely lost my mind. You could see it on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube stream, man. It was big news right at the end of the show, and I immediately thought to bring in my basketball correspondent. So let's get right into this, Don. I, wanna, I would ask you, 
kind of just generally like who won the trade because that's what people are talking about. But I have it different. I'm looking, to be quite honest, what I think is interesting is how these guys now line up. And what I mean is Isaiah Thomas and LeBron James have only one year left on their deal, right? And then you got Kyrie, who's got some time. Gordon Hayward, who's got some time. You know, I'm thinking that this is primed for the Boston Celtics to really be Eastern Conference, like, supremacy starting, you know, at the start of next year and for the next few years. How do you think this sets up the seas long term? Yeah, well, if you've been following all the news on Kyrie and LeBron, you would know it was kind of either you leave or I leave. And, you know, right. Kyrie being the younger player, props to him for being able to be like, hey, listen, I'm getting out of here before you leave me with this team that won't even contend in the East. Right. And if you want to talk in terms of who won the trade, right, you had Kyrie go to the Celtics with the Celtics sending over Zizic, Isaiah Thomas, Crowder, and that coveted Nets thing. Right. And I like what Danny Ainge did here. Danny Ainge needed to spend up. He, he missed the offseason. He didn't get any of the good guys. He didn't get Jimmy Butler. He didn't get Paul George. He needed to spend. He was living too much on that, you know, taking all those Nets picks. You needed to trade one of those. And I like how the Cavs match up now because Isaiah Thomas is a similar player to Kyrie in the fact that they are both ISO players, you know. You give them the ball on the perimeter, they do their work like that. However, the Cavs received one of my favorite players, not just in the East, but in all of that. You're going to talk about Jay Crowder and, Jay and how he could defense, have play some defense against Golden State, yeah. huh? Exactly. Well, not even Golden State. Even before that in the Eastern Conference, he can match up with people with the likes of DeMar DeRozan and having LeBron being able to guard low posts because Jay Crowder has that size and strength capability. He's also pretty quick for his size. So he can guard the likes of one of the best guards in DeMar DeRozan and players like that, even though Paul George went to the West and whatnot. So I like you know the kind of defense they offer now. Um, not so much the Celtics, but I do like where the Cavs are going. You know, LeBron won't be there much longer. Uh, they're trying to make moves now, and I like it. Fair enough. Let me ask you about Kyrie. I got two questions for you, and we're up against the break, uh, Donnie. We had another caller come in, and I wanted to take care of that, right? So uh, I want to ask you some questions, but then ask, can you stick around for a little bit of our next segment? Absolutely. All right, so here's what I want to ask you. One, and they're both about Kyrie. I see right now Kyrie Irving at 50-1 to to win the NBA MVP. I'm wondering if he can have a breakout similar to what we saw happen with Harden when he became the alpha dog, the man, similar to last year at this time when Russell Westbrook lost his you know, MVP partner and really became the man. Could the same thing happen for Kyrie Irving, making him at 50-1 to at MVP, making him a viable option? The second question I have that I want to get your opinion on when we come back is, do you think Kyrie Irving is a good fit for the Boston fan base? Like, Isaiah Thomas was a guy playing through the hip injury, getting his teeth knocked out, the little man that would grind hard, bounce right back after the unfortunate death of his sister, right? Kyrie Irving is different. Kyrie Irving is a prep school kid with a flat earth theory that doesn't play defense. How will he mesh with the Boston fan base? I'm going to get Donnie Burns' ideas on both of those and a little bit more when we come back. We're dropping stats over beats it's the fantasy freestyle right here on the fantasy sports radio network quarterback to receiver hookups running back depth analysis rookie values in dynasty leagues 
deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. We're dropping stats over beats right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. It sounds like we got a lot of calls that we're going to get to definitely as we start to talk about running backs and breaking them down ahead of your fantasy football drafts. But I continue to be joined by my man, the love doctor and basketball correspondent, Donnie Burns. Before we went to break, Don, I asked you a couple questions about Kyrie Irving in terms of do you think he can have a skyrocketing kind of usage rate and also, you know, really just start to dominate like we saw Russell Westbrook do without Kevin Durant, like we saw James Harden after the loss of Dwight Howard. Do you think the same kind of uh, path is in store for Kyrie Irving this season? See, I might be on the other side with this one because I really don't think he will have a season like Russell Westbrook, and here's why. In the offseason, they did trade away one of their best defenders, if not their best defender, in Avery Bradley, and as a basketball player myself, I know how hard it is in transition and whatnot. Mm. You have to double up on those. And Kyrie is not one of the best defenders. Right. He's not known to be a defender. Right. And that's really that's very hard in terms of what his usage rate is going to be. Um, he had similar stats to Isaiah Thomas. They were in the high 20s for scoring. He's not much of an assist guy. I can't really see him putting up numbers like Russell Westbrook. Also, the tenacity isn't there. He's just an... He's an ISO player. He's a mm-hmm. great player, and I love watching him. But he's not going to have a Russell Westbrook type. So, so let me ask you, you mentioned again that he's not really a defender. He's not really kind of a dog like that. How do you think he will mesh with the Boston fan base, especially these guys? Boston seem to love Isaiah Thomas, after, especially after that playoff run. Do you think it matches well in Boston? I personally don't. Okay. I also, I'm not the biggest fan of the combination of him and Gordon Hayward. If mm. you were able to watch, I know you know some of those Western Conference games could be a little late. Um, Gordon Hayward is not only is he not a household name, you wouldn't know he's he's another ISO ball type player. He doesn't you know he doesn't play well with other players, and I don't really think they're going to mesh very well. Plus, you're losing two great defenders in Crowder and Bradley, and all that's left is Marcus Smart in terms of that dog mentality. Right. But I really I don't know I I don't really like where they went with this. I know Kyrie is a dynamic, you know, once-in-a-lifetime type guard. His handles are crazy. Mm-hmm. But I think they went a little backwards, you know, in terms of defense and offense. Isaiah Thomas offered that same kind of scoring ability. So, Well, you mentioned, though, that Danny Ainge had to cash in his chips at some point. You know, they thought maybe it would be for a guy like Paul George. Maybe it would be for a guy like Jimmy Butler. It turns out they do get another stud all-star being Kyrie Irving. So we will just have to wait and see. I got to ask you this, though, because, you know, I haven't had you for a little while. Let's talk about some of the other moves that happens to me. Like, you know how we used to be able to just fast forward to the finals because we knew it was going to be the the Cavs and the Warriors? Can we just now get to the Eastern Conference 
finals of the Cavs and the Celtics and then the Western Conference with the Rockets and the Warriors? Do you think there's any team that can upset the apple cart? Do you like, say, for example, Paul George and Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City? Do you like maybe the Wizards to ascend, the Bucks to ascend? Do you like what they're doing in Philadelphia? Is it finally time for them to ascend? Or did I already just name the Final Four in the Conference Finals? Yeah, I'm actually probably against the grain on this as well. Okay. Um, in the Eastern Conference, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Washington Wizards. Mm. And in the West, I have I don't have the Rockets. And here's my main reason why the Rockets won't be in the Western Conference Finals. And if you go back to last year, you remember that the coaching staff, you know, they made James Harden a point guard. They made him a point guard the entire season. His assist went up. His usage rate was high. Now they bring in one of the best, if not the best, facilitators in Chris Paul, which moves James Harden back to the shooting guard. And if you've played basketball, you know that that's not an easy transition. I know the season's long, but I really like teams like OKC or even the Spurs adding, you know, Rudy Gay. I like them more because, you know, Paul George is a two-way player, so he covers that sense for OKC. And the Spurs are always just great. So I'm not too big on the Rockets. And... I'm really high on the Wizards in the East. All right, fair enough. Yeah, listen, we've loved that backcourt of Wall and Beal. Maybe they get a big man to help them out and be a true threat in the East. And, Don, my last question before you go, because uh, we haven't talked in a long, long time. Uh, Lonzo Ball, actually good, maybe, for the Lakers? Oh, my goodness. I, I know we used to talk about this I'm all saying, the time. though, come on. Not only is he good for not only is he good for the Lakers, he's great for basketball. You know, so many people tuned in to watch the draft, and Summer League was at an all-time high in attendance. He's a fantastic player. He will make everyone better. That Kyle Kuzma kid that you heard about during the Summer League, he wasn't anything special. Lonzo makes players better, and I am so excited to watch him this year. He's going to be such, you know, a gift to the NBA. All right, fair enough, Donnie Burns. Well, thanks for joining in and stopping by at Fantasy Freestyle, dropping stats over beats. Uh, you know, we may have to have you come on back every now and then and talk basketball, especially if this Carmelo Anthony deal ever goes down or if he just turns into Hoodie Mellow and because then he might be an option to really help a team. But uh, thanks for joining, Donnie. We'll, uh, we'll have you again soon, okay? Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon, Dane. All right, man. Have a good one. Hey, yo, uh, Chris, we're going to keep it moving here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We had to talk about basketball because of that blockbuster trade. But as I said, we are going to focus on the running back position and some diamonds in the rough. It sounds like uh, we still got another call. Chris, do we still have Demetrius in Savannah? This is the guy. Uh, Demetrius gave us a call yesterday asking about Doug Martin, I believe it was, earlier in the week. Sounds like he's got another question about the running back position. Hey, Demetrius, you're back on Fantasy Freestyle. What's going on? Hey, I'm going, I actually have a wide receiver uh, question for it you. It don't matter what position we're talking, man. We can talk running back. We can talk wide receiver. We can talk reverse cowgirl. It doesn't matter what position. What's your question? All right, all right. Um, I, I was um, kind of touched up on that uh, Devontae Parker combo you were having yeah. a little bit um, earlier. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that he's going about two or three rounds later than Jarvis Landry. Do you like him over Jarvis Landry? And if so, uh, which one of those wide receivers do you think I should pick at, um, you know, when those rounds seven, eight, or nine? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And Who's also, the... um, go ahead. 
Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, I was going to take your advice about um, drafting Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. um, maybe around round nine. Or so, but um, you think it's um, somebody you would recommend picking up, and you know, maybe wait for like a Ben, uh, Big Ben, or a Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. We'll take the quarterback first, and then we'll go into the wide receivers, okay? At the quarterback position, I think you got the right idea, okay, Demetrius? You're going to wait. You're going to wait, right? And so the thing is, one of those guys who you like, whether it's Ben, whether it's Stafford, whether it's Carr, whether it's Cousins, whether it's Rivers, whether it's Cam Newton, if you keep on waiting, you let the draft come to you, okay? And you see which one of those one or two guys that you still like after everyone else has taken their quarterback, and then you have your pick of the litter. Yeah, if it's Ben... I love it. If it's Stafford, I love it. If it's other volume throwers like a guy like Philip Rivers, I love it. If it's Derek Carr, I think you got away with highway robbery and thank the rest of your league later on. So, yes, wait. And it doesn't matter which one of those guys it can be. You can ride with those and get the same kind of value, much better, you know, kind of uh, – round for round, buck for buck, pound for pound than if you spent up a little bit earlier in your draft to try to get a guy like Matt Ryan or Russell Wilson. On to your question with the wide receivers. You asked about Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker. You heard the last caller, too, how I'm very high on Devontae Parker. Here's the issue. The key is you need to learn and know your league settings. And in this case, the question is, is it a PPR league or not? If it is a PPR league, then Jarvis Landry is still the Dolphins wide receiver that will probably have the most production. Jar- uh, Jarvis Landry has averaged 96 catches a season over his first three years. Okay, In a PPR league, that is something that makes him a stud and something that Devontae Parker will not surpass. However... If you're in a standard league or a league that does not give you credit in PPR points per reception, then I'm telling you, I truly do like Devontae Parker. The two reasons I mentioned before. The switch to Jay Cutler makes this better, okay? Jay Cutler is a guy who's like a gunslinger. He likes to throw the ball down the field and did so in that Adam Gaze offense previously, okay? So Jarvis Landry is your more possession receiver, your more underneath targets. That's why he catches all those balls, the slight kind of slot receiver. Devontae Parker is your home run threat. So if you're in standard leagues or touchdown heavy leagues, I love Devontae Parker because Jay Cutler is going to throw the ball downfield and he is he traditionally has locked onto one receiver that he likes to build a chemistry with. Previously in Chicago, that guy was Alshon Jeffrey. And last week after his first game with the Dolphins, Jay Cutler after the game said that Devontae Parker was quote unquote a faster version of Alshon Jeffrey. To me, that means that Cutler has found his guy, and it is Devontae Parker, not Jarvis Landry. Although, if it's a PPR league, you can't get away from the receptions that Landry will still likely tally. Hope that helps you out there, uh, Demarius. And uh, listen, you are always welcome to keep calling back the fantasy freestyle. And after you're, you know, like 3-0, and 4-0 in your league this year, just remember where you got the advice from. But the phone lines are always open for you, brother man. All right. Let's keep it moving. What we wanted to do, what we wanted to do today was I wanted to give you a couple of running back diamonds in the rough. Here's the thing, though. We had Donnie Burns going so deep into the Kyrie Irving trade. We had calls going on about Miami wide receivers, about other ideas like quarterbacks to wait on. So here's the deal. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go over the poll question we had that was, uh, you know, which uh, fantasy sleeper at running back do you like the best? Because there are a lot. There are a lot of um, 
There are a lot of options out there. So we're going to go over the poll. We're going to give you a couple guys that I like. And then, as you know, though, we got to get to putting the fun in functional sports radio. We got Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather bets to cover also. So much to do right here. We only got one segment left. We're going to try to fit it all in. But if not... You're just going to have to tune in tomorrow, okay? Because it doesn't matter all week long. We'll be talking running backs. We'll be talking Connor and Floyd. We'll be talking everything you need. And we'll continue to take your callers as well right here. Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Freestyle. You heard? Ooh, ooh! Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle, dropping stats over beats right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out to anybody listening live right now on TuneIn Radio, on iHeartRadio, and anybody watching live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube stream. Thanks to all of our newest viewers out there. And anybody that wants to hop in on the show, you always can. Holler at your boy at 844-843-6879. You could also holler at me on Twitter. Follow me at Speeds on Twitter. What we did, though, is we put up a poll question, okay? We put up a poll question of which NFL running back will outperform their current you know, ADP expectations. And I had options out there of Dalvin Cook, Thomas Rawls, Jamal Williams. These are guys that I'm high on. I want to go into the reasons why I'm high on these guys, but here's the thing. We got too much to talk about. So I think what's going to happen is we're going to talk about these guys a little bit more in depth tomorrow. But I got to tell you right now, I am with everybody in the industry. I was on Dalvin Cook early. I think that he is going to be a true three down back. And the thing is, you got to fade the other back. That's what it comes down to. And here in Minnesota, uh, Latavius Murray is still coming back from that ankle injury. He is not going to be the man. The Vikings went up to draft Dalvin Cook. He's going to be a three-down back. I think he has the potential to be a low-end RB1 by the time all is said and done. In Thomas Rawls' situation, I'm fading the other back. And in this case, it's Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy has not looked impressive so far in Seattle. And when you have that offensive line struggling, you don't need a three yards and a cloud of dust type running back. There's a lot of buzz around Thomas Rawls. We'll get into that a little bit later on or on tomorrow's show as well. My other option, Jamal Williams, man. I don't know. If you listen to this network, you may hear my man, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley. He was on this right after the NFL draft. I agree with him. I do not think Ty Montgomery, who is the only other back in Green Bay is going to be serviceable, is going to be able to handle the wear and tear inside the tackles. Remember, he is a converted wide receiver. Jamal Williams also getting a lot of buzz and a lot of praise for his ability to protect in the pass game, which is key. But there are other people out there that have their ideas on who should be the kind of like breakout running back. So Clayton on uh, Twitter, at Clayton, Clayton Moore's FFB on Twitter, they say Darren Sproles and Bilal 
Powell, especially in PPR leagues. I like both of those calls, although word did come today that Danny Woodhead is nursing a leg injury, so I don't know if he's still the guy in Baltimore. I love Bilal Powell. However, boom, boom, Bilal Powell, Powell. What a pow, pow. I love uh, Bilal Pal if you can get him in the sixth or seventh round. Also, Mark Method out there on at Watch Method on Twitter. He says Kamara. He means Alvin Kamara, the running back of the New Orleans Saints. I love Alvin Kamara as well. The only problem is the New Orleans Saints signed Adrian Peterson after that, and he is truly going to block Alvin Kamara's route. You saw him so explosive touchdown down the sideline um you know in their last preseason game against the Chargers. I think he is a great guy in dynasty leagues that you could stash and maybe hold for next year because for some reason, you know, the Saints don't like Mark Ingram and Adrian Peterson is blocking him right now. We also have Kip C on Twitter at Bomus Hog. He says Tevin Coleman in the 30s. He could have a killer year in PPR. I understand what he's saying. I agree. I think Tevin Coleman is one of the best you know, handcuffs or second running backs in the league that Falcons offense will likely continue to be explosive. I don't disagree. Tevin Coleman is someone I would love to have on my fantasy team. Listen, you can always call into the show. You could always ask me questions on Twitter. You know what else you can do? You can go to the rotoexperts.com and get the exclusive edge fantasy football package. Let me tell you something. The Roto Experts lineup, yo, we've got FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and fantasy football right Writer of the year, the king, Scott Angle. We got the all-in kid and my man, the nationally acclaimed top ranker, Jake Seeley. We got 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners. I'm talking Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison. We've got depth and upside. I'm talking guys like Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio. We bring you a package bursting with all pro analysis that will take you to the title. So what you need to do is go to rotoexperts.com right now and get the exclusive edge fantasy football package. And if you enter promo code free radio you will get a discount. You ain't got to pay full price, and you can tell them that Speed's the Spitting Statistician sent you. All right there, Chris. The time has come. We have to talk about the second semifinal of the greatest sports movie of all time. On one side, already in the championship matchup, is Rocky. Rocky won the award for Best Picture, won the Oscar in 1976. However, tonight on the other side, we have The Sandlot versus White Men Can't Jump. I've looked at the poll. I don't want to get into the results just yet because we've extended the time. So there's a lot of time left. It could switch. But when I'm talking about White Men Can't Jump, first of all, my man Tony Sincata, who you can hear with me on the DFS lineup lock show, 6 to 7 p.m., right Right. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, he likes White Men Can't Jump. He's said he really liked uh, the Jimi Hendrix songs, and he talked about how, how much he liked Rosie Perez, but then he wondered where Woody Harrelson went. I mentioned that Woody Harrelson actually taught Wesley Snipes how to ball, how to play basketball for this movie, but can you listen to Jimmy? Can you hear Jimmy? My man Gloria, my man, my lady Gloria, Rosie Perez, and her foods that start with the letter Q, the Stucci brothers, the feeling of dry mouthedness. These are great lines and great concepts from White Men Can Jump. But of course, in the Sandlot, we have have, you know, the Beast, we have Wendy Peppercorn, we have Benny the Jet, the great Bambino, and of course, you're killing me, Smalls. So, uh, Chris, I know you like both of these movies. Where are you going for this semifinal matchup? The funny thing is, is that I, 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 
I thought this would be an easy selection for me, but it hasn't been. Because okay. I keep going back, and I, I just don't know because – I, the reason why I would pick The Sandlot is because I just think it's a, a more family-friendly movie. Uh, okay. I think, I think there's a little bit more th- – th- there's better quotable lines, obviously, besides you're killing me, Smalls. Okay. No offense to Rosie Perez. I just like Wendy Peppercorn just a little bit better. Really? Well, Wendy bl- Peppercorn I'm over Rosie blonde Perez? And my girl's blonde, so I like blondes. Okay, you know? it's, fine. Hey, it's, hey. It's personal preference, and that's Ooh, it. Far be that being said. Yeah. Did I tell you that I watched White Man Can't Jump a few nights ago? Okay, and? I never realized how amazing, I, I'm, I'm just amazing, the chemistry was between Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. They, they played off of each other so well. It's something that you don't really see the first or second time you might see this movie. Not only that, they just... It, Literally, these guys could just be sitting there on the couch, no problem, and it'd still be an, uh, 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 an exciting movie to watch. They literally could have just sat there and watched that Lakers game the whole night right. for an hour and a half, and I would have said, wow, this is an awesome movie. Yeah, I love that scene where they're like about to fight, right? But then they're watching the Lakers game, and they pause, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's, then it was like James Worthy or something hitting the shot, right? And then they go right back to their argument. Yeah, it was great, it's great chemistry. You're absolutely right. So with that being said... I have no choice, though. Okay. Because, once again, you're just going to kill me, Smalls. Oh, wow. I have to go with the Sandlot. Okay. I have to go with the, the Disney-esque. It's, it's a little more classic. You know how I feel about classic movies like Rocky. Plus, I do want to see this matchup between Rocky and the Sandlot. I think this is really a true David versus, versus Goliath, where Goliath may lose. All right, well, we shall see right now. Although, like I said, we extended the time when the polls would be open here in the semifinals. But right now, Chris, I'm a little bit sad because I've been telling the listeners all summer long that my two favorite movies were White Men Can't Jump and Major League. Major League made it to the Elite Eight. White Men Can't Jump made it to the Final Four. However, right now, The Sandlot has 70% of the vote. That is a lot of the vote, okay? So I don't know if white men can't jump, even though there's almost a full day left on the polls. I don't know if white men can't jump is going to be able to overtake the lead that Wendy Peppercorn, The Beast, and Smalls have right now. It is 70 to 30 in favor of the Sandlot. Chris, Sandlot versus Rocky. Was that the uh, kind of championship final you would have thought at the beginning of this tournament? I would have thought something along the lines of like Rocky versus Rudy, but the way that we did this, it wouldn't have happened. It would have been a Final Four matchup, which is fine. I really was thinking that it was going to be Rocky versus Major League. I actually thought that's how... Our listeners would go with this. I actually thought most people would have picked Major League over the Sandlot because a little bit more of an adult-oriented film and just as quotable as the Sandlot. That was my guess. I didn't think that the basketball region really had a shot. Okay. You know, because as much as I love White Man Can't Jump, as much as I love Space Jam, as much as I love those movies, they don't really – they don't – they don't. They, I don't put them in that category of the movies like Rocky or The Sandlot. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, you want to put like your top five uh, favorite movies in there? 
none of them are basketball for me. All right, fair enough. Listen, I think that a championship contender that lost in the very first round getting upset was, uh, remember, the Titans. I was surprised that that didn't last longer. But if it's going to be Rocky versus Sandlot, I want to still see the upset special. We'll see. We'll put that poll up, the championship. If it is, in fact, the Sandlot versus Rocky, we'll put that up on the Friday show, Chris, and then we'll have it go all weekend long, and this way we can crown the champion on Monday's show as we start a fresh week crowning the champion of the greatest sports movie of all time. I told you guys, I promised you that I would talk about a little bit of this Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather. I'm going to tell you right now, there are ways to make money on this fight. You need to listen. I'm telling you the ways to make money on this fight, and start of it start, part of it starts tonight. I don't think the straight bet is the right way because you're going to not win enough money, right? Floyd is at like minus 475, minus 500. That may go down. I'm telling you, take your rent money and bet it on Floyd to win. Trust me, Floyd is going to win this fight. Take your rent money and bet it on Floyd. But I got a couple of other ways you could play it and a couple of prop bets that I think are very interesting. I'm going to get into that a little bit when we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Or you can check us, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, YouTube Stream. Come on right back. Quarterback to receiver hookups. Running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Yeah, just to get by, just to get by, just to get by. A little bit of Talib Kweli as we come back dropping stats over beats right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My man Chris Pavona, the bounty hunter, on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. Want to give a shout-out to Fantasy Field Report, at Fan Field Report on Twitter. They say Frank Gore guaranteed to outperform RB30. That's where he's going right now. I agree. Frank Gore is kind of old, reliable, and people never think about him. The only quap, the only problem is I am worried about Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. I see the potential for the Indianapolis Colts to spiral out of control. And honestly, if they're down, if they're down in games, they're going to be throwing. And if they're throwing, I think this kid Marlon Mack could wind up being, uh, you know. Kind of a hot sleeper himself. This is a rookie that they drafted this this year. Marlon Mack could be someone that I think will also be one of these kind of sleepers. And actually, people are out there saying Marlon Mack. So I want to give a big shout-out to uh, Luke Ahager at Best Qualified. He suggested Marlon Mack as well. As I mentioned, though, we only got a couple of minutes left. But one of the things I wanted to tell you about is how to make money 
on this fight on Saturday. Yeah, you could bet Floyd Mayweather at minus 400 or minus 450, wherever it settles. And tell, I'm telling you, take your rent check, empty out your 401k and put it on them. But the thing is that minus 500, minus 450, whatever it is, you're not going to get as much value. Here's the two things I think you can do. I think you need to parlay it with another big favorite. You know, like if if you could have gotten, I know he's on the DL, but like Clayton Kershaw first, you know, run total for the first five innings. You know, um, the Patriots to win the division. These sorts of things. You could parlay it with another big favorite. Then, you know, you're parlaying two things. It bumps it down and you could actually get a little bit of value. That's one thing. Find another big favorite, whether it's uh, Stanford over Rice that day. It doesn't matter. Find a big favorite and parlay it with Floyd. It'll bring that down a little bit. The other thing, Floyd by decision is plus 250. That means if you bet $100, you win $250. Floyd, as you know, Floyd is a businessman. Floyd does not knock people out. Okay, so when Floyd wins this fight, he's going to win by decision. He's also going to stretch it out, right, so that there's buzz maybe for a rematch or something like that. Listen, Floyd is not going to knock out Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is in the UFC. He's able to handle, you know, he's able to hand, handle Nate Diaz and all these other guys that he's fighting with. He's going to be able to handle the power of Floyd Mayweather. He's also the bigger man. He won't get knocked out, but Floyd Mayweather is going to win by decision, and you can get Floyd by decision right now at plus 250. But the thing is, the handle on this has been almost the same as the Super Bowl. So there are crazy prop bets just like the Super Bowl. There's prop bets about Justin Bieber. There's prop bets about will conor mcgregor walk out with his little drunken noodle walk this prop bets about little wayne accompanying somebody to the ring we're gonna get into all of that and break down this fight a little bit more on tomorrow's episode of fantasy freestyle we're gonna go a little bit deeper into the running back diamonds in the rough as well and i promise you we also i wanted to you know talk about what happened on this episode of Hard Knocks on HBO. We're going to get into all of those things. All right. There's also preseason week three that kicks off starting tomorrow. And preseason week three is where you start to see the starters in there for a little while. We're going to have other announcements on things like starting quarterbacks. It looks like the Browns are going with Deshaun Kaiser. They're keeping Osweiler out because they may want to flip and trade him. So he won't see the field at all because of any injury risk. I'll tell you one team that might be viable the Indianapolis Colts if Andrew Luck can't come back but you know who it is it's your boy Dane Martinez aka Speeds aka the spitting statistician and just like Biggie says in this song I love the dough so I'm gonna help you find out whether it's fantasy football whether it's DFS baseball or whether it's who to bet on this fight I'm gonna hold you down right here on the fantasy freestyle I'll see you tomorrow fantasy sports radio network peace